Welcome to The Policy Shop, weekly conversations with public policy experts where we'll dive into the most important issues affecting all of us here in Illinois. I'm Hillary Gowans. Let's get started. Today we are talking about Cook County property taxes. So over the past decade, property taxes here in Cook County have nearly doubled. Chief Economist Orfe Divungi is here to share with us today why this matters not just to homeowners, but also to renters. Thank you so much for joining us, Orfe. Thanks, thanks for having me, Ellen. All right. I love talking about why property taxes matter to renters, because I think that especially for younger people here in the city or the greater metropolitan area, there's this idea that if property taxes go up, it doesn't matter to me because <laughs> I don't own the property. But why is that wrong? Well, it's wrong because landlords actually shift the entire burden of their property taxes to renters. And so renters actually pay property taxes. They just don't know it. They just don't know it. All right. So talk to me more about your finding here. Recently, you came out with the statistics that property taxes in Cook County have nearly doubled over the past decade. That's right. We saw an increase in property taxes by about 92%. Uh, from 2010 to 2020. And if you're lucky, your house appreciated roughly, I don't know, 14% uh, during that same period. Uh, and of course, we saw an increase in housing prices during the pandemic. But even with that increase in housing prices during the pandemic, Chicago and so maybe a 30% increase in housing prices uh, during that entire period. And what about the rest of the country? Because you pointed that out too in another piece of research. So even though Illinois homeowners did see housing appreciation, it was not even close to what people in other states saw, right? What did that look like? Absolutely. So during the pandemic, we saw massive increase in in housing values across the country in places that people moved to, right? So we saw Americans moving to areas that were less densely populated, areas with less Uh, mandates and uh, COVID-related restrictions. Uh, And what we saw is those areas actually saw a massive boom in, uh, you know, housing values because demand for housing in those places increased. But also, uh, you know, when those local communities are stimulated by an increase in population and an increase in housing wealth, you see uh, faster construction, you see uh, local businesses thriving and employing more people. And so those areas actually saw a massive rebound from, from the uh, COVID employment downturn that Illinois did not get uh, you know, to see. In fact, we're still down roughly 250,000 jobs from before the pandemic. So you're hinting at something we'll dive into in a little bit, and that's out-migration. So Illinoisans leaving the state for other states. Now, I am stubborn, I love it here, and I'm not leaving. But we'll come back to that uh, issue here in a minute. I wanted to talk with you a little bit more about Chicago area property taxes. So this area is really interesting because historically, the city has had lower property taxes. And then as you go to suburban Cook County, Lake County, DuPage, the collars, people see their property tax bills go way up mm-hmm. um, You know, if you move from the city to the suburbs. Uh, so what's going on? Is this sort of a course correction for Chicago property taxes? Like what is, what's going on in this past decade that's sort of catching Chicago up with everyone else? Yeah, it's the pension, the pension problem, right? This pension crisis. Uh, the bills are due, right? And so in order to keep up with our increasing pension costs, the city is going to have to continue to uh, collect more and more 
revenue. Uh, the total pension payment uh, this year already exceeds everything the city collects in property taxes, uh, which is unbelievable. And so we've seen property tax increases after property tax increases. And this year, the city is going to collect another $76 million from homeowners uh, in order to pay the bills. So that's the, that's the big problem here. And you put this really well a while back when you said, uh, you pointed out, I should say, that property taxes went up during the pandemic, even when people could least afford it. So I wanted to point that out. But I wanted to come back to this idea of outmigration because you're getting at just that. So with this increase in pension payments, there's this increasing sense among people here that they're not getting a bang for their buck. They're paying for something they're not getting. They don't want to pay for pensions. They'd rather pay to fix all the potholes that are strewn throughout streets in Chicago or better, invest in better schools for kids. So talk about this bang for your buck concept and then what you're seeing in terms of where people are, are going to. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's important to remember that, you know, we're paying for uh, past services, not the delivery of current services, right? Uh, so that's a problem. Uh, the result of that, of course, is that uh, nobody wants to come to Illinois. And so demand for housing in Illinois is kind of relatively lower than in, in neighbor states, right? Uh, so that's one problem. The other problem is that, uh, you know, we're seeing that um, people are being squeezed, right? Wages aren't keeping up with inflation. And so, you know, uh, you know you, if you're liquidity constraint, right? So if you don't have cash on hand to go ahead and pay your bills, right? Uh, any increase in property taxes or maintenance costs or whatever is related to uh, staying afloat, including, you know, your, your shelter costs, right? The, the cost of living in your home is going to cause you to suffer. And so we're seeing a lot of that, right? So um, the inflation problem, well, one third of the inflation problem is an increase in shelter cost, right? So, uh, so that's a problem. And, and governments should do everything they can to kind of alleviate uh, the the uh, the pain on homeowners and and renters rather than make it worse. Uh, so that's you know that's kind of this part of the story that we're seeing right now. So Orfe, let's talk big picture because there's this immediate pain of the property tax bills that are due March first, right? Yes. But then there's everything else that's going on and bubbling up because of this. So what is the big picture and the big problem for Illinois' economy when property taxes go up so quickly? Yeah, absolutely. So Illinois homeowners are not generating the kind of housing wealth that uh, people in other states uh, are, are, are getting, are experiencing. And so if housing wealth doesn't increase as fast in Illinois, well, that has an effect on the rest of the economy, right? Uh, homeowners don't spend as much, right? They're not as confident about the future. They don't spend and invest as much. And But also uh, construction, the construction sector does not... Uh, create new housing, right? Does not invest and build new housing because there's no incentive to build housing, right? Since housing prices in Illinois are not rising uh, as fast. And so, uh, and so the Illinois economy as a whole suffers. We create fewer jobs in other states, right? And we saw that, right? When people moved to other states during the pandemic, they stimulated those local uh, economies. We didn't get much of that in Illinois because we actually were net losers Right. People left the state of Illinois instead of coming here. Uh, so the result is we're 250,000 jobs below our pre-pandemic employment level. And uh, the, the, the really interesting thing 
I shouldn't say interesting, the terrible thing that happens because of this too. And you've mentioned this before. So relatively speaking, the Chicago market is not nearly as expensive as say San Francisco or DC or New York. Um, but there's something going on that people may not know. And that's that even though our housing might not be as expensive, it's still unaffordable to a lot of people because wage growth has been stagnant. That's right. So housing prices are increasing faster than wages, right? Uh, and even though our housing price growth is not, you know, that the same that we see in, uh, you know, other cities that have actually benefited uh, during the pandemic, it's still a big problem. It's a problem because our property taxes are increasing so much faster, right? So, you know, if housing only increases 30%, you know, in a 12-year period, but property taxes increase uh, nearly 100% during that same period, uh, it becomes a big problem. It squeezes homeowners. Uh, and so it makes it difficult. Life make, it becomes really difficult for those homeowners. If at the same time, uh, incomes adjusted for inflation uh, are actually falling, right? Uh, the bills pile up and it makes it really, really hard for, uh, for, for homeowners. It makes it really, really hard for renters uh, who live in the state of Illinois. Well, and think about it from the perspective of a first-time homebuyer, too. Let's say you get approved for a, uh, a house or for a mortgage, and then you say, I can afford a $300,000 house. Now, that might sound like a lot of money, but that doesn't go very far in one of the nicer suburbs that exist in Cook County. So maybe you get a $300,000 house, and you see it on the market, and you go, and you check it out, and it's perfect. But then you find out that that $300,000 house actually comes with a $9,000 a year property tax bill. That's right. And all of a sudden, that affordable house is unaffordable because your monthly spend is way higher than you would have thought. And the other problem that goes with that is, of course, opportunity and access to good schools because all of that's baked into where you live. So how does that affect low-income kids and families who are looking for opportunities in good education? Yeah, and, and you know what? Exactly. It hurts everybody. But, you know, the part that you haven't actually mentioned is that interest rates are rising. And so, um, you know, with the fact that interest rates are actually rising is going to squeeze people even more. Uh, you know, we start to see mortgage rates increasing. Uh, and we know that the Federal Reserve Bank is going to actually push rates higher. And so mortgage rates are going to respond uh, over the course of 2022. And so whatever housing you thought you were able to buy now uh, is not exactly uh, going to be affordable anymore. So who loses out? I think everybody loses for the most part, uh, but definitely those who are you know, low-income families for sure, uh, you know, who... Uh, they're going to get squeezed. You know, uh, if you have a mortgage, you're going to get squeezed. Uh, if you own your home outright, but property taxes increase every single year, you're going to get squeezed, right? And so, uh, so everybody's a loser uh, in that situation. What else are we not talking about here? What else are we missing? And, and what do people need to know about why this matters to them? Well, it, it, you know, it matters because, you know, all of a sudden, you know, we're seeing relative to other states, we're seeing Illinois really struggle. And as long as Illinois continues to struggle, people are going to have an incentive to go elsewhere. Uh, and then, you know, if that happens, right, and, and it is happening, it's actually gotten worse over the last uh, three years, right, uh, out-migration problem, uh, the state's fiscal imbalance worsens. What do we mean by fiscal imbalance? You know, you know, all of the bills that we all have to pay, right, uh, continue to increase, right? Pension costs rising every year, 
uh, because they're basically ri- written to our constitution, into the state's constitution. That's not going away. But state revenues with fewer and fewer workers in Illinois are not going to rise at the same rate, and they might even fall. And so, uh, so as that as that imbalance increases over time, those who stay are going to be facing higher and higher tax bills uh, because we'll have to pay for those uh, rising pension costs. You said something earlier that I'm not sure I fully understood. So you said that Chicago property tax collections aren't enough to cover city pension costs? That's right. Uh, Chicago property tax collections are uh, maybe half of the city's uh, pension cost, right? So our pension costs already exceed everything we collect in property taxes, right? And that's, that's outrageous. We're getting at this a little bit already, but you and I are hopeful people. So I want to close with hope. Problem's big. What do we do to fix it? I mean, it, you know, it's so simple. The, the solution seems right there. You know, what if we just kept future benefits from increasing at this alarming pace, right? Right. We pay what we You're owe. You're talking about pension benefits. I'm talking about pension benefits, right? So, you know, people who have earned those benefits, uh, you know, up until now should get what, they, uh, what they've earned. But future be- pension benefits should be capped, right? So pension reform is the way to do it, right? Uh, and, and that requires a constitutional amendment. Uh, and so if we could get lawmakers to get together and put a constitutional amendment on the ballot uh, in Springfield, right? To put the, put the constitutional amendment on the ballot and let voters actually go ahead and vote, you know, because ultimately it's our future, right? That's on the line. Uh, and that's really all it takes. And I think, you know, Mayor Lightfoot, uh, already acknowledged the need for pension reform. Uh, and so it's just a matter of getting these politicians to get together and do the right thing. And we should note that polling shows that a bipartisan majority of Illinois voters support pension reform. And I also think that we we have to point out too, you know, whether you love her, hate her, or in between, Lori Lightfoot's hands are tied on this issue. There's not a lot that local leaders can do when it comes to pension reform because of what you just said that the courts have ruled here in Illinois that we cannot do anything to fix this problem until the Constitution's amendment, or amended, I should say. That's right, and, and, and that's what makes it, uh, it, you know, makes this whole debate really interesting, right? Should we be putting things, writing things into the Constitution? You know, policy should be able to adjust to economic conditions, right? We should be able to raise taxes or cut taxes or change our spending patterns based on the needs of our economy and the needs of our communities. And so this idea that lawmakers would actually write something into the Constitution, right, and, and then it, you know it's rigid, it won't change forever, right, is kind of crazy. Uh, but, and yet they did that in the past, and I think they're about to do it again with a different measure this year, uh, which they've put on the ballot uh, again. So it, it's, you know, it's an issue that you know, Illinoisans should be aware of. Um, you know, policy should not go into the Constitution, right? We should be able to change policy and adjust things, you know, as the economy uh, changes, right, in response to economic shocks. Uh, and so uh, this idea that, we, you know, uh, lawmakers would put something into the Constitution uh, and write it in so that it never changes uh, is a terrible idea. So you're saying rigid, inflexible constitutional rules are harmful. 
Absolutely. So, you know, putting things in the Constitution makes them rigid. They never change. That's it, right? We need a constitutional amendment to change them, right? That's harmful, right? What we should have is policy that responds to economic conditions. Uh, we should have these, these uh, levers in place, ready to go whenever we experience an economic shock. Uh, and so the fact that we're putting things like pensions into the Constitution means that we can't do anything about those pensions when we actually need to. Uh, and this is what's happening in Chicago and throughout Illinois. All right, well, you heard it. Orfe says pension reform is needed. Let's do it. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Hillary. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. To keep up with all of our work at the Illinois Policy Institute and to sign up for our newsletter, visit illinoispolicy.org. If you like what you heard today, subscribe and give us a five-star review. We'll see you next week for another episode of The Policy Shop.